welcome you to The Real Word. This is episode 24. I'm here with my co-host, your boy Pastor Sander Kamo. It's an honor and a privilege to be around this legend right here. We have two amazing guests tonight. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Holland George, and um, I'm just a man working for God, and I've, uh, I've now been, what's your name over the time? Pastor Sander Kamal, we Pastor call me Sander. Sander. Kamal, mm-hmm. and I've known her since childhood, and I'm now meeting uh, this Abraham. one right here. My name is Abraham Clavel, so I'm here. Okay, that's what's up, that's what's up, that's what's up. So how you guys feel about being here tonight and everything like that? Well, you know... Every time when I got that privilege, you know, to come whatsoever to talk about something regarding humanity, that's, that's the biggest love for me. Okay. Um, the fact is that I'm sitting here with uh, men my age talking about things that matter. We're not talking about a bunch of nonsense. We're not talking about what we see on TV. We're talking about things that are, that are central to our lives and to the lives of the world. So that's, that's why I'm glad to be here. Shout out to, we just want to give a very, very, very special thank you. Shout out to everyone that donated to the turkey drop. We donated over 65 turkeys, 69, 69. 69 turkeys to over 69 families. We not only gave turkey, we gave rice, we gave mac and cheese, we gave mashed potatoes. We gave so much. And to see the looks on their faces and to see them so excited and to know that we made a difference in the community, that was the best feeling in the, in the world. So I think all the people that donate, special shout out to Jordan River, special shout out to the Winter Circle Church, special shout out to Hebron SDA for all your love and support. Shout out to ISERV, shout out to Marlo, shout out to Franco Haitian for the promotion, shout out to everyone that donated, everyone that gave. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You raised over $1,000 in less than two weeks. And with that $1,000, we fed over 69 families and we brought a smile and joy to them. And that's real ministry, real ministry that was done in real life where we could go out and touch the people where we're not only in church preaching but we're in the streets feeding the people meeting the needs meeting the people where they are and feeding that need and i think everyone that's been supporting the real world and i think everyone that's been supporting our ministry everyone that's been here with us since day one shout out to all the people that's been watching the show shout out to everybody that's been supporting the movement shout out to everybody that's been a part of this because it's not only for us, it's for you guys. And without your support, without your love, without your viewership, this would not be possible. We started off in just June, and it's only November. And look how far we have come. Look at all the progress that we have made. And that's because of you and because of God. So shout out. With that being said, um, basically I want to give a Charmaine a shout out, salute to you and everything like that. I see Naomi watching. I see a lot of people watching so far. Continue to support and continue to contribute and participate in the things that we're doing. And basically with that being said that this is a reminder that when we all come together, we can make things happen and everything like that. With that being said, I want to ask Brother Abraham, tell the people what you do and everything like that. Um, well, as you know, Pastor, um, most likely I love when people discover things about me. But what I really do... I'm a very humble servant. Mm-hmm. Who you once told me that you're the most popular guy that's not popular. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine, God, that's fine. But, you know, I mean, I'm a really humble servant who want to follow what God said. Okay. In another word, 
I mean, to do exactly, I mean, do, I mean to do the will of God. Okay. Sometimes we think the will of God is like just to obey the commandment of God. No. The commandment of God is like divided in two parts. The love of God and the love of? The love of man. Exactly. Which is, if I said I love God, I don't love you. This is not love. And I think that's exactly what you guys do. But distribute, you know, things to other people who's in need. I think that's, that's, that's a way to show love. And that's exactly what I do too. That's you know? amazing. That's amazing. So, my man, tell, me, t- tell the people about yourself and everything like that. Uh, once again, my name's Alan George. Um, thing is, right now, uh, God has taken me out of uh, atheism. Uh, I'd say um, 2000, uh, late 2011, and it took another year for me to actually hold myself and uh, start to pray. Uh, ever since then, it's been a beautiful, beautiful struggle ever since. Um, ups and downs, uh, struggling against your own flesh, struggling against uh, certain things in the world. Um, the fact is that... Uh, God has taken the last uh, four and five months and has really increased my faith, showing me a lot of, uh, uh, giving me more knowledge, showing me a lot of uh, supernatural things. Um, and uh, over the years, God has uh, told me that he, uh, he wants me to do certain things. And right now, the things I'm just trying to, uh, not trying, I will humble myself and, uh, and get myself in a position that God wants me to be so uh, that I could be best used by him. You know, um, that's the uh, primarily what I live for today. As I was saying before, that uh, that's the only thing that gets me up in the morning. That's that's my that's my vision. That's my hope is uh, doing what God wants me to do. You know, I might not be perfect at it. Sometimes I might not be very good at it. But the fact is that uh, His everlasting grace is just. I see an example of it all the time. You know, we stumble and He's always like, "Let's go, get back up. I'm still with you. Don't worry about it. Yes, you're not supposed to do that, but get right back up." And, that's how awesome God is. That's what's up. That's what's up. Tell the people what's the defining moment, because you are a street evangelist where you go from, I guess, different places on the bus, on the train, when you, even at McDonald's, <laughs> no matter where you at or what you're doing at that moment, you go and preach. Tell the people what made, what gave you so much strength to do that, because that's something that not a lot of people could do. Like, what gave you the strength to do that, and how did you gain the courage to do that? Uh, I'm going to give you one simple answer, guys. It was the most high. And that's it. Um, I'm, I am a, a very friendly person, but I mean, it's not my personality to just go out and just speak to random people. I don't know. Usually they have to initiate the conversation, and then, you know, we have it back and forth. Um, God, God made me. He made me do it. And I'm honest, he did. Uh, you know, the first time, the very first time I was on the L train, and actually was bugging me about it for like months and months before that. And I was just like basically trying to reason out of it and say maybe it's just my own imagination. Because I watch a lot of YouTube videos about uh, with, with street evangelists. But uh, I knew, well, it was God saying, you know, this is what I want you to do. And, you know, the feeling and, and the Holy Spirit was twisting my heart so much where I was just like, I just, I submitted so basically, um, that strength comes from God, and actually, uh, from there, I've developed uh, that boldness within myself. But ultimately, uh, it began with Him and His His pushing and His decree. And um, I would actually try and resist, and He would say, "That's that that's not the program we have here. You're gonna do what I say, and not not because I say so, but because I need you to let them know what the deal is." 
Who are you? Why are you? I want to basically ask you this, Brother Abraham. What basically have you done for the community and everything? Let people know what you've done for the community and everything. Well, as so many knows, or oh, I mean, I'm a minister, so I got like a um, ministry on Facebook. What's it called? That's Abraham Online Ministry, and I got Advent, Advent Choice. So basically, I do preach, and not only preach, but I always constantly help people who will really in need over here and also in Haiti. Okay, so, so what type of needs do you actually meet and everything? What, or, or actually, what is the focal point of your ministry? Let the people know and everything. All right. Basically, my ministry is not only, say, bring the gospel to people. Mm-hmm. This is not the case. Because if you based on exactly Jesus Christ's model, when Jesus Christ goes somewhere, the first thing he did, he looked at you to see what is, what, what is your need. And by feeding your need, and after that he brings you the gospel. And this is what I do. Sometimes when I see people, I don't just come to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. I try to, try to be friend with them. By, by know them, I, I learn a lot from them. And from there, I can know what they really need. And when I try to start feeding their need, and after that, I can share the word of God with them. That's exactly what I do, even though on Facebook. I know people all over the world who keep calling me or ask me for prayers or donations and stuff. I did sometimes, even though there are some people who want to offer me money, this is not something I don't really like. Listen, we definitely <laughs> listen. I know this for a fact that you're gonna you definitely are you gonna work with you're gonna work with the real world, right? Exactly. You're gonna work with the real world, so we can basically take donations, and we're gonna definitely also partner up for us to further in the gospel and also make a Christian Christian entrepreneurs. So I'm very excited about that. Respect your humility. Go ahead, Robert. and 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 also yes, yes. there are so many things when they have you know who said. Uh-huh. I always go and like Bible books okay. for free. Not only Bible books, but money. Let's say sometimes I cannot be there, but my contribution can help a lot. Oh, no, you just said you, you, you definitely contributed to exactly. a lot of our causes. So I know. Definitely. So that's, that's exactly what I do. You know? Okay, beautiful. Back to Holly, right? Out of your street ministry, what's the, diff- what's the most difficult part about it? Like, when you go into a room full of strangers and they're all looking at you and you're basically like disturbing their day in a sense, because some people do take it as a disturbance, how do you, how are you able to face that fear? Every single time, but I do, um, and this has been both good and bad, um, I pray, um, as I said, because uh, just speaking out loud to a crowd of people randomly on the street, going to go out while I'm going about my day, is not, you know, it's not within my personality and you know it, it is something God has raised me up to do slowly it's, it, it is becoming more easier and, uh, the fear is, is taking hold less and less but uh, what I do every single time I ask I, I ask God and say Father please uh, you don't have to take the fair way I know that's not what you're here to do but help me to stand above the fear and help me to actually own the fear not let the fear own me and um, help me to say a good word Say whatever you want me to say, so that uh, I could plant a good, respectable seed in these people, which could uh, later on grow into something, you know, a good uh, member of the vine that you could use. 
but uh, always I, I ask God because uh, every single time I uh, I do feel apprehension, even before when I'm leaving home to go go about my day, do what I got to do. Knowing I'm gonna get on the bus and train and preach out loud. Um, I, I like at home. It's just like there's two sides. It's like the you know your spirit and like the flesh. And the flesh is always saying just just chill out for today. You know, like all the time. And it's that sometimes the flesh does take over. But the fact is that I'm glad that God has raised me up. And and over the years where it's like uh, the flesh is uh it still kicks up. You know, but um, overall it, it's still um over like I just you, there has to be a point where you just overcome and you say you know what. Hey, look at the good side. They're not, not gonna, you're not gonna get hurt. You are helping at least one person out of the 500 people sitting here. Um, the fact is that if they all look at you, or some of them look at you like you, you got extra, extra heads and shoulders. That's their problem. Whatever. As long as you do what you were supposed to do, what God has raised you up to do, that's what matters. You know, who we try to gain the respect of, find out humans or the infinite, ever living God. You know, so. Yeah, and in a sense, you helped me to become a better preacher. Like, I remember you been at almost all my sermons, all the ones that you was able to make. And I remember when I first started, you were telling me to stop speaking about, stop making it so centered on circular examples and to use personal examples and the Bible as examples. I remember you was at my last sermon, and I remember you you was in the back. And I don't know if you shed a tear, but you look like the word really hit you when I was saying it. And he's like, yo, thanks for that word, man. Like, yeah. you got much better. And I was like, yo, thanks, man. Because like, I speak it from the heart now. And it's like, me and you grew up together. Like, I knew you since nine years old. And like, it's funny how, how you were when we were younger to how we are now. You know, you see how God could like have two people that grow up totally different, but in the same location. And then they grow apart. Then they grow right back together in Christ. And I feel like nothing happens like by accident. Everything happens for a reason. Mm. God bless. I have to ask you this, Brother Abraham. What inspires you to, to do ministry? This is not something I choose to do, okay. honestly. Okay. Um, in 1992, I was very sick. With what? Um, that's some... Sickness about supernatural thing. Okay, you know, okay. what you think? Somebody did voodoo on you? Some some voodoo on me. Exactly. <laughs> you know. For what though? And basically, I was I was I was a young kid. You know, I was on like, um, I don't know how to say that in you know a American system. Mm -hmm. I was on certificate. What mm -hmm. you mean? Oh, you was undocumented. I mean, no, no, certificate. I mean, I mean, when you were in like junior high. Okay, okay. Junior high, exactly. So basically, I was sick, crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the sickness made you crazy, or you were just wild sick? Wild sick, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, basically, this is this is this is what I want. I know that there, there is a God, and I know my life is not controlled by me, either by my parents, but by God. So no matter what people think, they can do to me. Before you get me, you have to get God first. <laughs> That's true. That's That's true. So, and from there, I use my faith. Mm. Basically, you know, my name is Abraham, father, father of many nations. Not only father of many nations. Abraham, that someone who's very strong, who believes strongly in God. That's me. And that day, trust me. I've been seeing doctors Abraham. over and over. I think 
Abraham's name is the father of all oh, nations yeah. and the one that walks with God. Yes, he changed yes, it from yes, Abram yes. to Abraham. All right. So, um, basically, God healed me. And my healing was in the Sabbath. Trust me. And from there, I know God. God see me very special. Not only special, but I know I got a mission for God. And in 2004, basically, when I have to travel to come here in the United States, that was a, my flight supposed to be on Sunday. But you know, Haiti always have like political yeah. problem, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Haiti always have polit political problem. But my sister sent me the ticket on Friday to, uh, I mean, to travel on Friday. And guess what? My flight was the last flight to fly to United States after that until uh, that was February 2000, February, uh, February 20, 2004, and February 8, 8, 8, February 29, mm -hmm. the president, you know, they, ex they give him exit. You're talking about uh, President Agassi. Yes. Okay. Mean that if I don't fly. I will stay there, and at that time I got so many enemies. What? What do you feel? How do you? How do you feel that you made so much enemies? Based on what? Basically, you know, I always protest when things is not good. Okay, that's good. I feel like we need, you know, people have to be equal. You know, if I work hard, I don't want to work hard, and somebody come come from anywhere, you know, to take everything I do. This is. Abuse, I don't like that. That's why I always protest when I see everywhere I am. When I see things is not right, I have to open my mouth and say things. But quick question, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that you're so so vocal about how you feel sometimes, don't you feel like it usually gets you in trouble? Like, of course, of you, course. Look, look. Every time you put yourself in that way, trust me, you're still going to fight people. Who don't like you, and those people are gonna create problem to you, and you're always gonna be in trouble. Especially when you're in a leadership position, exactly. I feel. Correct. I feel like when you're in a leadership position, that's a position that not a lot of people want to take because of the scrutiny, because of the judgment, because of the hostile nature. Because whenever you want to change things and do things that people have never done or have a different way of thinking, sure. you're gonna get you're gonna be met with protest. And sometimes it could be overwhelming to certain individuals, but like they always say, God gives his strongest battles to his strongest soldiers. And usually everything is circular, like every pain it too shall pass. Every pain that you come across is temporary. It's not, it's not there for eternity. Do you understand? And if you're willing to stand and fight for something, if you stay within that fight and you're victorious, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up on top. Sure. Brother Holland has something he would like to say. I would say, like, you made a very good point there. You was, uh, first you were saying that uh, you made a lot of uh, enemies mm -hmm. uh, back in the homeland, and you were responding that uh, if you keep uh, being, you know, loud about, you know, things that are not good in the country, when mm -hmm. that puts you in trouble, you know, there's going to come a time, like the scriptures say, that you mentioned the word Jesus, that puts you in trouble alone. Uh, Jesus has already warned us about that, you know, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I think, you know, in my mind, if, uh, and I've heard a lot of pastors say it makes a lot of sense, if you're not being spiritually and worldly attacked in some way, somehow, 
like you're not on the right wall. Ex exactly. With God. Exactly. After, like, exactly. I, I, I know it sounds like people would see it as a negative in some way because, you know, they call this faith the good news. They call the gospel the good news, you know, so it's going to be, some people see it as rainbow and sunshine. You know what? I, uh, I've come to realize, you know, God has shown me that. Um, and, and, and yes, it is, we feel like, you know, we, we have that confidence. It does bring us peace. It does bring us joy, most definitely. But especially for both the spirit world and the, uh, the temporal, the, the carnal world, I mean, uh, you're going to have pushback. And that pushback is sourced from the enemy himself. Sure. And we're going to feel that pushback in many different ways. I have stories of pushback in both ways, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think it's an honor what, what, what you know, what you said you did. You know? I, think, I think in some, in some sense it's almost like Ironically, the pushback comes sometimes from people within your own faith versus people that's outside. Because remember what Christ said, if, if my people don't accept me, then I'll go outside. And I'll be accepted amongst the vagabonds, against the sinners. Those are the people that, that's going to accept me. Because if you look at Christ, everything that he did was for the people. But then the people that came after him, came after him the most was the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were people that studied the word, and that studied all day, and they were the ones that were more hostile towards him. They tried to catch him in almost anything. They tried to make him convict the women, the, to convict the woman that was sitting. They tried to accuse him of working on the Sabbath when he, when, when he performed miracles on the Sabbath. They tried to say that he was a false prophet, and they did all these things. And I feel like, similar to today, the same thing happened. Like, I always use myself as an example, prior to all of this, quote-unquote success, that they say that I've been achieving, prior to this, like, I used to sit in the back of the church, the last row, and no one used to pay me no mind. Like, I used to be the poster boy for the outcast, you know, someone that's in church, but that's not in church. And through the glory of God and the way God has worked through me, look at how much change I have made in my own church. And not only that, now I'm, we're touching the community with the help of Brother Sanders and the youth department at my church and everybody else that's been working with me. I've been able to help touch the community, help touch people's lives. And it's like, even even the other day I got, I got a message and a DM and this kid I used to work with, he said, yo, you are, you are inspiration. Like, yo, keep going. I said, no, bro, you are inspiration. He said, thanks, man. I said, yeah, same way that like you feel like I'm doing something and it inspires you to do something, everything that you do is inspiring someone sure. else to do something sure. too. And everything that they do is inspiring someone else to do something. I'm a man just like you, and you're a man just like him, and he's a man just like him. Everything that we do is great. Everything that we sure. do is great. Even if it's great evil or great good, it's in a sense, it's, it's, it's great, you know? But I feel like too much of us focus on the negative things. And... I'm going to say this on, on the show. Shout to everybody that donated. Shout to everybody that supported. But there's a lot of people that's always saying, yo, I see you doing your thing. Yo, bro, keep up the good work. And a lot of you guys didn't support. Like, even if you couldn't give 100 or $50, you could have gave 20 You could have gave 10 You could have shared the fly. You, you could have came and helped. You could have donated at least one turkey, you know? But there's some people that swear that they're supporting and they're not really supporting. And we need to change that, you know? We're not going to change the world unless we all work together. For some reason, it's like a lot of us are spectators. It's, it's, it's easy for us to stand by and be a strong witness, but a lot of us are not participants, and it's hurting us as a people.
That's true. And, and I want to basically add to what Ricard was saying. I feel like a lot of times we, we live off fear. And I'm not speaking of us because we're, we're all kings and we're all royalty and everything like that. And we're, we're not afraid. And I want to just encourage you, you guys to not be afraid. To not be afraid and to not let approval addiction um, dictate the calling that God has for you. I want you guys to move forward. I want you guys to be progressive. When you look at the life of Jesus, he was progressive. He was touching lives. He was making a difference. He was building people. He was empowering people. He was living the life that God had called them to live. And I want to just encourage you guys to live the life that God has called you to live. So stop spectating. Participate. Invest. Contribute. Know that with, with one person, we can't do everything. But with everybody, we can all do something. So guys, stop being afraid. Stop being, allowing fear to, 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 to stalk you down and move forward in the Lord and everything. I say that you said that you've been helping Haiti, right? Yeah. So how have you been helping Haiti? Tell the people about that. Alright, um, basically, let's say I got so many people that I was with. And when I... I spent, I mean, when I came here, I spent four years, never go back home. Okay. But I got friends, I got people from, you know, my neighborhood and stuff. And when I was there, what I used to do, you know, the youth, mm -hmm. when they have a good grade, yeah. they come to my house. Based on your grade, I give you money. That's beautiful. You know, and, and that, that, that's one of the things. During the summertime, what I used to do, I always umpire the youth. Okay. So... I, you know, we used to play soccer, so what I do, I take them, we won in the morning and do some exercise and we play soccer, and after that, I bring them to other, you know, neighborhood to the competition, mm. so, which is, and I make sure when I, when, after the training, I give them food, right, mm. so, and that's one of the good things I used to do. And second, people in my neighborhood didn't know, and I know so many of them watching me right now. If I'm lying, they can tell you. Mm. Everybody in my neighborhood like me. Because I'm, I'm like, I always show myself as a model okay. for the young people. Can I quick, quick. What part of Haiti you, you I used to live in Port-au-Prince, but Fontamara. Okay, and that's in the south or in the north? That was um, west. Okay, west, okay. So, and... While it's in my church, everybody knows. So I always contribute, not only contribute, I, I used to be alive. Go on the street, you know, with Shanti and everything, you know. You got, you know we, we have a very speaking people here, so you got to break that word down to the <laughs> okay, people's pocket. Okay. Shanti, I mean, you know, in Haiti, when, before the crusade, sometimes, you know, they go outside to people's house, you know, bring like 10... 20 or 5, you know, the maximum we can, we can get, we, during the two weeks, we teach them about the Bible, you know, yeah. I used to do that, and after the service, you know, they have like some, you know, food and stuff, we eat together, so what else, and I always support other, other movement in my country, when I say other movement, especially youth movement, I want to invest myself in youth, instead of, you know, and people who are really in need. Because sometimes people cannot make the difference between want and need. But I'm here to help people who are in mm. need, not people who want something. Mm. That's how I help. 
people always want stuff, especially when it's free, you know that? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> so, but I think it's time now to, to be able to make a difference between need and want. So what do you think we need at this point as a people? As a people, you see, you know, if there's something we need, we really need is love. Whoa. What type of love? Like Exactly. This is, this is one of the good questions. We need the agape love. The what kind of love? Agape love. Uh, I, I agape exactly. love? Yeah. <laughs> explain that to the people. You two know it, so explain it to the people, because I don't know it. I'm not going to... All right. Okay. I'm going to make you read something they said about agape love. Okay. And from there, you're going you're gonna to see exactly. I'm going to bring so many examples to you. And for the public who watching us on Facebook now, and from there, you guys gonna understand better. Let me see. Okay. We can read that. Well, we're okay, we to be fair. Okay. It, 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 it basically... Just, just put, No problem. One second. I'm just trying to go online real quick. Make sure you're good. Okay. So basically, it says this. The agape or selfless love. The highest and most radical type of love, according to the Greek, is agape, or selfless, unconditional love. This type of love is not the sentimental outpouring that often passes as love in our society. It has nothing to do with the condition-based type of love that our sex-obsessed culture tries to pass as love. Agape is what some call spiritual love. It is an unconditional love bigger than ourselves, a boundless compassion. And infinite empathy. It's what the Buddhists describe as meta or universal love, loving kindness. It is the purest form of love that is free from desires and expectations and loves regardless of the flaws and shortcomings of others. Agape is the love that is felt for that which we intuitively know as a divine truth. The love that accepts, forgives, and believes for our greater good. So basically, from the gist of reading this, basically... Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Mm -hmm. So it was, while we was, it, it was while we was not doing right, not living right, being right, when we were grimy, shysty, schemers, when we were the enemies of God, God extended his love toward us. Mm -hmm. So God loves us based on who we are. He doesn't leave us where we are, but build us where we need to be, and that is in him. And that's the love of God. And, and you know, you know yeah, one. Mike, Mike. And you know one thing. You don't walk to get all the, those privilege. It's just because of love. Because God is love. Look, you see this young man. You see this young man. Yeah. Is a miracle. Wow. We all a miracle because you know we still got that. We live in. Do you know how many people who start this? This day, and they're already gone. It's a fact. Yeah. Yes. Maybe, maybe you don't have money, but the love of God cover us. By covering us, we've been protected against the um, against the enemy. That's why sometimes when the enemy sees us, they said, "Oh, those people, we we so privileged," and sometimes we take that for granted. And when the Bible said God loved the world, what, what, what God do? That he gave his only begotten son. 
For what? For us, right? Yeah, to save us, to give us life. Because the salary of sin is like death, right? Yeah. But God sent his son to take the death for humanity and to give us life. What 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 we do? Nothing. We waste it. Exactly. And, you know and I think that's exactly what humanity need now. That's true. And you know what? Um, mm -hmm. Those are very excellent points. Uh, me, myself, and me dealing with other people. Uh, start with myself first. I mean, I ever since, you know, God has taken me out of unbelief. You know, I wasn't even looking for him. He just he snatched me out of unbelief. And I was just like, oh, man, like, God exists? Oh, wow. Okay. But I have uh, purposely turned my back on him just to uh, enjoy my own flesh, enjoy the world, purposely, several times. And the fact is that this is where self-condemnation came in, and I'm just like, I'm not worthy, Father. I really am. Like, For the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. God bless. God bless. But the thing is, I would hear him saying, like, it's not you within yourself that's worthy is because I have deemed you worthy. I have made you worthy. I have chosen you. Yes, you are qualified, but the fact is that I see a work in you mm -hmm. that I will see to the end. You might not see yourself, but I see it. You just do what I say. And uh, the thing is, is um, I always thank him for that. Like his, his you know, his, his long-suffering nature, you know, rightfully so, as a righteous judge, I mean, he, he, could come and just that's it the thing is you know god is so holy that uh, uh and i think he actually literally sees sit as like a physical you know like in a spiritual sense like just muck and grime on you and, he, and, and the fact is that he still accepts you now of course he's not gonna want you to say that way and he gives you the tools and knowledge to know how the uh the the the, the and ultimately the grace through his son Jesus Christ to you know basically become like spiritually spiritually uh fit for his kingdom but even in our like you were saying even in our grime and our sin like he's like come back and uh me myself I was dealing with um a man not much older than me that I met on the street um I was trying to help another you know I I go out and just like what, what you do uh but on a small scale, I go out and I, uh, I try and help people with my substance. I, I, I minister to people one-on-one. -on -one, um, and I'm starting to get much better at that, God bless. Uh, I kind of was always afraid of just going one-on-one. -on -one. It made me feel more safe to just stay in front of a crowd and just shout out loud. But now God is, you know, he's pushing me to talk to people singularly. And I was talking, uh, helping a man uh, who was, has a real strong alcohol problem. I always see, out, see him outside of the 14th Street, Union Square area. Um, always, you know, people help him out with money. He says that he 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 knows God, and he loves God, but uh, you know, he just can't quit the alcohol, and you know, you can see it. Like every time I come back, he has a new cut and scrape and bump on his head because when he drinks too much, he just like falls over, and he smashes his head into the floor, into the sidewalk. Um, is 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 there any way that we can help him to go to like a, a program or something like that? Even better, does he does he want that help? He's he's been completely honest with me, and he said, "I like it. I I don't want to stop drinking." But he's and, his liver, though. Not, I mean, listen. The, the fact is that I told him, 
But the, the the point of the matter is, you know, I uh, I, I told, but I said, uh, listen, it's just uh, at least you're completely honest. It's people who would actually come up with these uh, these these excuses and these lies that they even believe themselves, which is not actually true. But he straight up was just like, I you know I love God and I really want to do this, but I this is I, I like this. I'm like, but you are. You know, you said you cry every single day. I say, yeah, I do, but the fact is that, you know, this this is comfortable for me. And, but the point is, is, I met another guy, um, and I let him stay at my stay at my house for two nights. Uh, he, he said uh, he was having his own back-and-forth battle with, with heroin, and um, he had a real, yeah, and he had a real, uh, some real supernatural events going on in the height, you know, when he discovered God and, uh, when God was trying to take that heroin, like he literally, literally went up against demons. And the thing is, uh, you know, it, it things it go well. Like I know he's a man of God, but he's still he's still working. Like God is still working on him bit by bit. And I, you know, I had to meet this young man in the the, the junction of his life where he's not a complete work yet. And that part, that future of his personality, like basically, you know, was butting heads with mine in my own house. And I'm like. It's, uh, I, two that he was there for my house for two days, and after a while I was like, you gotta get out. Like, I can't deal with you. Like, you know, like, it was, it was getting to a point where, like, old feelings of violence were starting to come up in my head. I was starting to think bad thoughts about him, and, you know. So, like, his, his negative spiritual energy was draining. That's exactly what it is. Energy, That's yeah. exactly what it is. And the thing is, I was starting to actually resent and hate him for it. It's like, yeah. An example of that in the Bible was the guy who was possessed by all those demons, and the demons called themselves Legion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I was listening to Pastor T D to Bishop T D Jakes, and he gave a great example. He said that guy who called him, who the demons called themselves Legion, that was in this one man. That one man was able to to like at least he didn't kill himself. You understand? Like he was able to still stay alive with all those demons within himself. But then once the demons came out of him and went and said the pigs, the pigs, it was too much for the pigs to the point where all the pigs ran off the cliff. Yeah. So that guy, even though he was dealing with all those demons, he was still strong enough to keep fighting. And, yeah. Yeah. All right, God bless. So like, all right. so like, this guy now, he's in your house, and you're doing a selfish Christian act towards him. But at the same time, he's still dealing with his demons. I, and I he's in your that, house yeah. dealing with his demons. But then now, his demons are becoming part of your life. So it was too much for you to bear. Yeah. But he bears it the best way that he can. Yeah. I, and and, and I, I had realized that. And there was like this dichotomy within my soul. You know, it was like, as I said once again, you know, there's always a fight between, you know, flesh <laughs> and spirit. My flesh was like this... Like all kinds of all kinds of negative thoughts. Like it was coming to a point. Like I, I consider myself a peaceful person, but I had thoughts of like, you know. And I'm like, I don't even know you that well at all. And but my spirit, I was like, Father, I know this man is still dealing with the spirits of evil, and he is, and he's growing. I can see that. So one thing, one thing that I've learned about this is is we can't fight the devil. Even the archangel can't fight the devil. For even Gabriel said, it is, not my, it is not my war for only the father could destroy you. You understand? Because it was God that created Lucifer. So only God could destroy Lucifer. As in like, when, when the devil comes for us, the only thing we could do is call the name of God. For the devil fears God. Yeah. And we're covered by the, 
blood of Christ. Even, even the scripture says, cover, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the world of the devil. So you can never fight the devil by yourself. So I think in that situation with that guy, the best thing you could have did was call on the blood of Jesus. Call on God and, and let God deal with him. Like You should just pray with him. But I felt like it's hard to fight a devil that we just finished sleeping with. You understand? As in, like, in a sense, maybe you wasn't strong enough spiritually to help him fight that demon because you're still de de dealing with your own demons. Just as I, just as you, just as you. We are dealing with our own demons. Therefore, when we're faced with someone else's demons, our demons start to surface. But in that sense, we got to call on God. But it's hard to deal with those type of demons when we're still dealing with our own inner demons. Even though the Bible make, make it clear for us, Without me, you cannot do anything. Because in every aspect in life, we need God. In our plan, in our sickness, in every aspect in life, we need God. Why? Because God is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. It's, God is everywhere, in every aspect in your life. And don't forget, God is the source of life. That's why God said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mean that the best pattern to follow or to do is put God first in everything you do. And that's the only way you can fight the demon. That's why I tell people you got to take church more seriously. Because if you look at church... People see a church as just a church service, but really church is like a ceremony to call God onto you. Sure. Think of the whole thing that you do. Wow. Like when when you're walking out, you're the ones that's going to deliver the word and bring Christ into that building. Even though Christ is in that building, when you do call to worship, you're calling to worship. You're calling all the saints to come to you with the angels and worship unto God. God. You read a scripture, the word of God, mm. and then you make the prayer, and then... God comes and speaks to the preacher within himself, and then you let the people go with a benediction. But it's like, I feel like sometimes we let the wrong people minister, and that's why like the, everything gets misconstrued. When you mean wrong, what you mean by wrong exactly? As in the people, the people who are talking are not talking from God. They're, they're talking from themselves. I'm going to say this on air, and it's the first time ever that I'm going to say this. One time... I was preaching. I wasn't supposed to be preaching, but it was like a play. It was like a play that we were supposed to do for Children's Corner, and I was supposed to play Jesus. As I was doing the play, I turned to the crowd, but usually when I preach, I preach with one hand, and then I, I aim up. When I aim up, I looked up to the heavens. It was like I saw this blinding light. The light was so strong that it took my breath away. Mm -hmm. People probably, probably, probably thought that I forgot my lines, but it wasn't that I forgot my lines. It was like I was mesmerized by that light. Like that light hit me. Like it was, it was so strong. Like it froze me in time, and nothing mm -hmm. else mattered at that moment. Mm -hmm. Nothing else mattered at that moment. And then I looked at the kids, and I was like, "You have to have the heart of a child in order for you to reach the kingdom of heaven." Sure. And I feel like it goes back to what I was saying. Now, mm -hmm. most of the people that are delivering the word or preaching, they're they're delivering the word from a personal place, as in like. They're talking about their personal agendas and their personal beliefs and they're looking out for themselves. It's not like from the heart of a child. You ever heard a child pray? A child's prayer is very simple. Bless my mommy.
bless my daddy, bless everybody, keep them safe, amen. And they forget themselves. They always forget themselves. They always pray for everybody, but not themselves. And I think that's exactly what we should do. You know, you know, to add on to that, the thing is that God is not looking for eloquent speech. God is not looking for ACT words, SAT words, or Harvard or Yale words. God is looking for sincerity. Even if you say, God help me, or God, I have a problem, that is, or, or you're crying to God, or you're singing to God, God listens. Because the Bible says that those who worship with God must worship in what? In spirit and truth. You have to be genuine with God. And with that, God honors that. It's that simple. Go ahead, baby. And I think, like even in church, a lot of people are afraid to do prayer. A lot of people are afraid to preach because they're like, oh, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to preach. I'm like, yo, just speak through your heart. But then that fear comes from people that instill that fear in them. Because before I started preaching, people said that I wasn't, what was the word that they used? They said that I wasn't a seasoned enough preacher to preach before big crowds. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I started in front of small crowds and I put the video to the people and thousands of people watched it. Which means me being an unseasoned preacher, I reached bigger crowds than these quote-unquote seasoned preachers. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes, sir. Because when man don't believe in you, God still has a mission for Come on now. And even when I didn't have the words, God, yes, gave, God gave me the words to say. You understand? Yes, sir. And I was speaking from the spirit. And I was speaking from the heart. And the people clashed onto it. And that's the reason why this ministry is here today. From that same thing. My it was God. Born, and it overflowed. Like my cup runneth over. Other people was blessed from my oh, blessings. Sure. Like sure. the person I was three, four years ago would have never did a turkey drive. But because of the person I am today, we did the turkey drive. We fed people. We not only preached the gospel, we lived the gospel. We executed the the gospel. We did not just speak about love. We exercised love and we showed love. Exactly. We got it, we got it, we got it. Wait, wait, wait. We got it, we got it. Remember, you have to live. You cannot preach something and you're not living it. Mm. You understand? And that's why when God said, I am the way, the truth, and what? Mean that if you said something, if I come to you and I said, oh, brother, this is, this, this is that, and I don't really mean it, I'm an hypocrite. Mm. Don't preach what you not really mean, what you not really live. You have to live from what you preach. You understand? That's why my dad always said that to me. Don't when you when when you're gonna be in the stadium, you know, to preach, don't use your knowledge. Don't only use your research. Leave space to the spirit. To the spirit to use you as a tool to bring what he wants you to bring. Not what you want to tell to people, but what he wants you to, to say to people. Mm-hmm. You understand? And from that perspective. Every time I have to say something for God, I make sure I deny myself in a way to in a way God can feel me, you know, to say what I have to say. Not for my glory, but for his glory. I have to ask you, King, with everything that's being said, Sire, what is the one thing that you want to say to the people with everything that's being said just now? Because I see that you're thinking and you're you're processing. 
What's one thing that you want to say in regards to piggybacking off what Abraham said? Um, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say, guys. Um, now, listen to me. The fact is that uh, I'm not, I'm not here to doomify anybody's day. Uh, but uh, what presses on my heart a lot, and and it's pressing my heart because God shows me you know, in terms of visions and dreams, a lot about it, uh, is uh, the times that we're living in, um, at times. Uh, it's, uh, and, and the, the saints, you know, the, the apostles of Jesus Christ, we, uh, including me, because God has been telling me, you know, because I have, uh, let me not speak negative about myself. God has, mm -hmm. he's been telling me that also, to not speak negative about myself. But uh, I, I could have been doing, uh, you know, God, God, God sees me at a higher level in terms of uh, not only my work ethic, but I mean my, uh, my, uh, my, in terms of my, my, my studiousness, my, my concentration with this faith. Um, thing is, we have to kick it in high gear in these times. That's right. Guys, it's, uh, it's winding down. It's um, before the return of Jesus, uh, tribulation will happen. Um, thing is, it's just, uh, how are you going to operate during this tribulation? Are you going to be, unfortunately, most people out there are running around in fear, like a headless chicken, uh, no, no faith, no confidence, you know, the only thing that's controlling them is their lower being, what am I going to eat, what am I going to wear, oh no, what am I going to do? Or is the Holy Spirit going to be leading you, you know, where you are, you, you don't have to conform to the evils of the world, the new rules that the, that, that, that the enemy will be making in these times that the scriptures have, have, has already warned us about. Um, it is, it's, it's, if you have not done so now, guys, it's uh, take that opportunity and go to God in sincere mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, he showed me that you know the times ahead. It's 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 exactly you know it's and it's it's real. It's the most vivid dreams you can have. You know it says you know I, I forgot where it says, but he says in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon mm -hmm. upon men. And you know I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says the, the the young men will dream dreams and old men will have visions. And yeah. it's it's uh, not only me. I ain't nobody special. I mean That's it's, it's just like a, a bunch of people. You know mm -hmm. having these same things, and it's just like and he seems to like to show me after you know. I have committed a sin, you know, and it's just like, you know, God is like, let me just remind you of what you're messing around with, you know, I love you, yes, God is indeed love, and but I'm glad you pointed out the type of love mm -hmm. that God is really about, because we mix up love, when people say, oh, Jesus loves, Jesus loves, God loves, God is about love, you can't be talking like that, you sound angry, it's like, what type <laughs> of love, yeah, all the time, like when I'm outside preaching, and a lot of people, it's just like, God is love, you know, you're, you're supposed to love, but it's just like, what type of love are you talking about? Are you talking about worldly, sentimental, modern-day love? Are you talking about the love where, like, a good example of that would be like, uh, say if a child, you know, he keeps trying to run out into the street, the only way he's going to listen, you know, is if you whack, whack, whack. And, you know, the thing is, you know, it's, 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 uh, God himself says that, you know, I, I, I reproof those who I love. You know, and, and I respect and love my God even more for that. But uh, it's it's uh, it's high time that we uh, 
kicking it to high gear. If there's anybody who does not believe out there like I used to, like a lot of people used to. I just met a young man Saturday night. You know, we were outside preaching and because uh, I preached with another ministry also outside. Um, the fact is that uh, he was saying that he was a uh, angry atheist. I don't know, I just say angry atheist. He, he really was adamant about it. He was getting into Satanism and everything, and just 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 to go back against God, just just to, you know, because he knew he he felt he knew he was not but there. You see, you know? this oxymoron. The thing is that he's an atheist, so he doesn't believe. Yeah. So why he doesn't mention Satan for? Uh, he said he was getting into Satanism because uh, basically it's like to just stick it in the nose, in the face of. Other so people. basically, he's not an atheist. I mean, no, like he literally does not believe in the devil. No, 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 but that, that's, a, that's, a, that's hypocrisy too. The thing is that, like, for example, I had a friend of mine the other day. He told me, Yo, bro, um, I don't believe in God, but I believe in the devil. But he's asking for me for dollars to get something to eat. And I'm like, Yo, bro, but I'm a man of God. And God is using me to give you a dollar to eat or two dollars to eat. So, like, right there, that, 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 that um, diminishes your premise. It's either you believe in something yeah. or. You an atheist. Well, see, but the thing is, like, like there is a form, like, like there's a form of Satanism, and I've spoken with Satanists before. There's a form of Satanism where uh, they uh, they actually do not see Lucifer as like an actual little being. They only see the ideas of Lucifer. Which the thing is, they got they got the concept of Lucifer from the scriptures. But then the thing is, like they make they make up their own idea and they say that I'm a Satanist because this supposed story okay. of Lucifer offers freedom. And okay, but the thing is, okay, okay, listen, right? If you go to dictionary.com, you go to Webster, right? Yeah. The word atheist. What does the word atheist mean? The word atheist is that you don't believe that there is a higher being. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So right then and there, that destroys the premise that you're not an atheist. You see what I'm saying? That's but, all that I'm uh, saying. But mm -hmm. basically, yes, I always said that being an atheist, that doesn't exist. You still believe nah, in something. That's true. Uh, sure. You still believe in something. The fact that you believe in yourself, that means you still have a belief. I always said that that only exists when they have a second sense. I remember, I don't know if you guys never heard about a, a Dr. Walter Hurt. What about that? Yeah. His daughter used to be an atheist. He pretended he was, he used to be. But, but he always think there's something somewhere. You know, but until he start, you know, put his curiosities to learn. Even though his a, a father-in-law was like a Freemason. You know, but by by learning mm -hmm. a few things from from this guy before he 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 passed away, he, he start questioning himself. If God exists, I want to meet this guy. But today, he's one of the best preacher in the world. God bless. That's how it works. So I always said that when you call yourself idiot, that means. For me, it's synonym like idiot. <laughs> you know, because look, if you if you based on your system, very simple. Take your only eyes, your eye system, that make you see when it's dark, when it's clear, when it's blue, when it's you know only that. How it's so perfect. If there are someone who do it that way, do you feel me? Your 
your, 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 your system, even though your arms. Look, how it's so perfect when my mind communicates and asks me to leave that. Automatically, my hand take that and do it. Be smart. Be smart. Why animals don't do it the same way? Why animals never thought? They told me I come from the monkey, right? But why monkey not, why monkey not continue to produce men? <laughs> Shut it down. Come on. For me, they have to review their, their, their mind. You know? Maybe they're crazy. Satan. I believe Satanist came from a man named Alexander Cromley. I believe his name uh, was Alistair Cromley. Yeah, Alistair Cromley, mm -hmm. and his saying was, "Do as I will, like do, do whatever you want." And I and I guess Satanism and atheism basically comes from the feeling of an individual feeling that they have no accountability and they have no grand grand career that they have to answer to. So. They could do as they as as whatever they want exactly. because they don't want yeah. the accountability. They deny Christ, but the biggest lie that the devil ever convinced man to believe is that he did not exist. Mm. So therefore, if you're saying that you deny God, then you're denying the devil just so you could do the devil's work. It's just yeah. it's almost like you're working for me, but you don't know that I'm your employer, yeah. and that's what the devil does exactly. to people. Sure. You know what I I tell people? Um, as I said, I I. Uh, I preach and, and I minister, you know, to people outside, you know, random people, and I, I, I uh, go back and forth with a lot of uh, atheists or at least, uh, you know, um, uh, people who believe that something is there but they don't believe in Christ. Uh, I, I say, you know, listen, you, you are governed by something because the first thing a lot of people want to say is that, oh, you can't make me. You can't make me. You know, you don't have to make me. I, I, I have my own mind. I, I can do what I want thing is, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm not shooting, I'm not killing, I'm not stealing, I'm not doing any drugs, I don't lie, uh, I'm a good person, so you can't make me. I don't have to be conformed to this very small, narrow, narrow-minded, you know, thought process, and it's just like, believe it or not, somebody, somewhere is telling you what to do. You are being controlled, you might not feel like it, there might be multiple layers multiple layers of, of, of the uh, the chain of command, but you're you're being commanded. You gotta go to work from little pieces of paper called money, you're being told what to do. You gotta go home and pay your bills, you're being told what to do. You see that these cell phones right here, you know, you can't just have them for free. You, you know you wanna use them, you gotta pay for it, you're being told what to do. You you uh you turn on your television, even if you don't turn on your television, there's several different subcultures in this country. We, we, we conform, a lot of us conform to at least one of them or multiple of them. And to conform to those subcultures, you have to think, not necessarily act, but think, dress, um, and, and sometimes, yes, act a certain way. You know, um, certain lingo, you know, ways of talking, you know, uh, certain cultures. The fact is that you, you are being told what to do. It's just you don't have a person manually saying, Hey, go do this, go do that, goodbye, come report back to me. But you're being instructed, you are being controlled. The question is, what do you wish to be controlled by? What is the, uh, the ultimate purpose, the ultimate goal of who or what is controlling you? You know, and I tell people, look at it from an arm's length perspective, you know, objectively, you know, we have the living God and Jesus Christ said, what their plan for you is eternal life, salvation. 
but it's not unconditional. And just like how your parents, you know, had rules and regulations and values and mores in the house that you grew up in, why why should this uh this 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 creator who's the source of all of all life? It's it's only fear, isn't it? It makes sense. But then uh you know it's uh but then look at the uh the thoughts and the values of the world. You know, it's like Basically, it's like what what you were saying, Ricardo. That 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 Alison Crowley came up with you. Know, do what thou wilt. You know, it's just the fact is that if the worst people of this world felt like doing what they wilt, it 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 wouldn't be good for the rest of us. You know, a lot of people would probably not be alive, dead, or something like that. If that's actually been the case, and they see, hey, I did what I wanted, it's it's good. So that's why we have to get this uh, this concept of subjective morals out of here. You know, it's it's a very problematic thing. You know, so yeah. So let me just read the comments, and then we're going to go to the final thoughts and close out. Thank you for that word. Um, you could say that on the final thought. Um, shout out to my boy Stevie. He said, the real word number 24. Keep the episodes coming. You guys are have something special. Shout out to Stevie. That's my boy. I see his main picture is the picture at my wedding. Shout out to my boy Stevie. Yo, Stevie, hold it down. Follow your dreams. I know you have a lot of dreams, a lot of things that you want to accomplish. You see what we're doing. I support you, Stevie. Thank you for supporting me. Shout out to you, bro. And yeah, the next episode will be the 25th season, and that'll be the end of the season one. So then we're going to go to season two. Hopefully season two, we're going to do all the shows in HD, and we're going to submit it to um, Brick TV, and then we'll start our season on television April, I think April 5th, and we're going to be on TV Friday the 24th. Ain't that something? On, I think, Channel yes, 7. Ain't that something? And I think yes, Channel Making the believers. Shout to um, Moise Lafontaine. He said, there's always, there's always deep. <laughs> he said, there's always deep whenever someone says, I know, as opposed to I believe. He's referring to you when you said, I know, as in, you know that there's a God. Um, he also said, most believe, most believe, just believe in God. He is great. He's a great example of how more work can be done outside of being in the church. Perfect example, Christ did most of his ministry outside, not in the church. So we go into our closing thoughts. We'll start off with our guest, special guest. Shout out to Brother Holland George. And what's your closing thought, my brother? Um, closing thoughts are, uh, as I was saying before, I mean, God, you know, it's, it's, he really is good. Um, one thing that, uh, God has, has been uh, training me in the last several months is uh, to uh, release self-condemnation, which is a sin unto him within itself. Um, anything happen, you, you stumble. Sometimes some of us purposefully stumble, like we just throw ourselves on the floor and roll around in the mud and the dirt and, and, and our sin on purpose. Listen, uh, God says, get back up, repent, keep it pushing. You know, um, no, no, no time to be sitting there saying, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. God already knows you're not worthy, but he has chosen you anyway, hasn't he? You know, um, also, uh, it's, um, you know, things that the Bible has already said that will be coming to pass, is coming to pass, we've seen it. Uh, many has already come to pass, more has come to pass, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor for us to be living in these times, you know, because God wants to manifest in our life in a big way. Uh, so, um, just like I have to, just like a lot of us have to, you know, let's, let's get it. All right. You know? Abe? Yes. Um, the final thought, my final word I want to say, mm -hmm. I found it on like 
despite you, Father, and you, Jesus Christ, being spirits. The thing is, it doesn't matter of the immaterial nature. The thing is, you are in control of all. You must remember to put you first, and everything will fall into place after that. That will be but help us to concentrate on you, and, and as Brother Abraham was saying, you know, put you first, and that is it. Uh, bless these, these, everyone here, you know, these, these three young men, in fact, is that you are using them, yeah. Father, to, uh, to, to do your work, and we are all used in different ways, as uh, Paul himself would say, that everybody gets a gift, you know, to one healing, to one tongue, to one interpretation of tongues, to one prophecy, uh, the fact is that you're using all of us in different ways, and, and we're honored by that, and please, uh, any, as, as we were talking about before, any kind of uh, retaliation, for walking on this path, and the retaliation will only grow, Father. Uh, give us uh, the strength to rip the metal, uh, you know, to, to look the uh, spirits of evil in the face and say, you can't do anything to me. Elohim, uh, thank you for your everlasting mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love, your love, your love, despite us being undeserving of your love. Thank you for giving it to us, Father. Thank you for assigning us that value that's not within ourselves, but because you appointed us and said, I choose you. You are in my sheepfold. You are my son. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for that sacrifice, that hard sacrifice that you did for all of us yes, thousands of years ago. Something that none of us could bear, that physical, that physical pain, Father. Uh, that is toughness. People want to walk around thinking that they're tough and that they know things. That is tough. And being that you did it for people who actually went against you, your own people, and you still did it. You still did it, Jesus. Thank you so much. Help us to uh, to walk triumphantly in these times ahead, Father. In your holy and precious name, I believe. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. So it is. Let it be. Amen. Thank you. So we thank you all for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure. Once again, thank you. For everyone who's been supporting, thank you for all the people that donated the turkeys and that donated money for the fundraiser. We have another initiative coming this December. We're having a clothing, a coat, and toy drive, and possibly a concert. So more information to come. And we thank you for joining us on the 24th episode. Next week's episode will be the last episode of the season. And then we're going to go into season two. So next week's episode is going to be a very, very special episode with two special guests. I'm not going to let you know who they are. They switching. Shout out to Masuka because you got that new song on Shout iTunes. Out to yeah, we big up everybody. Shout out to Masuka. Keep doing your thing. Everybody keep following your dreams. You know, it all started as a dream. See it before it's physical to the point where you could touch it. But keep it in your mind because eventually it's going to become physical. And once you see it in your mind through God, it will be actual. Um, this is the word I have for you today. And we see you next week, everybody. Take care. Shout out to John Webb's located at 637 yes, Wilson Avenue. John. Shout out to all the people that's doing their thing, all right? Good night, people. Take care.